Welcome to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, a lifestyle podcast for millennial women, lightworkers, and spiritual badasses who are waking up, ready to tap into their powers, and own it like a true boss. I'm your host, Regis Cowan, spiritual entrepreneur and life coach, and my passion is helping women like you get out of your own way and step your mindset game up. Are you a spiritual woman who's questioning her life, wanting more meaning and purpose, and you're ready to live your most amazing life? then this is the place for you. Your time is now. Let's get to it. Okay, so I think I'm ready to talk now. <laughs> it's been a while since my last podcast episode since I checked in. So welcome back to this week's episode. I'm going to be talking about the Georgia Guidestones because if you haven't heard, they are no more. I'm so sad and upset. A lot of people are happy and some of us are sad but yeah I'm not on the uh let's tear down the evil guy stones so I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail about how I feel about that um as far as our spirituality and things that are going on in the world also I've been sick for the past well couple weeks this week has been great because I'm kind of back to my normal self back at 100 percent but I've been sick and I, maybe I had COVID. Maybe I did. <laughs> so tune in. I'm going to be chatting about all this and more. So jumping right in, talking about the Georgia Guidestones. Um, right now, I currently reside between Georgia and South Carolina. My family's from South Carolina, for those of you that don't know. And so the Georgia Guidestones are only about... Mm, maybe 30 minutes away from my family's hometown. So I got the chance to go visit the Guidestones last year, back in February. Me, my sister, my baby niece, and I took some pictures. Um, if you follow the podcast on Instagram or if you follow me on Instagram, I've got that post up um, from a while back. I also have an Instagram reel up, so you may have caught that. But I had a couple pictures. Um, the crazy thing is I talked about it with my aunt and she said, how did you feel when you went over there? Did you feel creepy? You know, because she is like most people like, is it satanic or, you know, what is it? You know, when it comes to woo woo stuff and spirituality and conspiracy theories, like some people just aren't comfortable with it. For me, I'm always about getting to the truth. Like I want to get to the bottom of this shit. Tell me what's going on. I want to know what all the groups are doing so that I can prepare myself. If there's a secret society or a group or something's happening in the world, I want to know so that I can prepare myself, whether it be for some kind of mass event that's about to happen, the apocalypse, which is what the Guidestones are talking about, <laughs> whatever the case is, like conspiracy theories, I want to know so that I can be prepared. So that's why I'm here sharing this with you on my podcast. So anyway, she asked me, well, how do you feel about that? When you went and visited, did you feel like it was creepy? You know, what did, were your senses and your intuition, you know, going off? So no, my sixth sense was not going off. Um, I talked about this the last time I posted about it last year and, and everything pretty, pretty much felt serene and calm there I mean we went in the middle of the day on a weekday so of course most people are probably at work there wasn't much going on anyway but I just liked being there because the guy the Georgia Guidestones are in Elberton Georgia or Elberton County so it's a small city a small county in the state of Georgia um and more northern Georgia 
And so, or Northeast rather. And so they are best known for granite. They're like the granite capital, right? This is where most people get their granite. So they do a lot of, you'll see, uh, there's a granite museum here. There are tons of places that sell granite. There are uh, funerals, uh, headstones, grave headstones, all kinds of things that are made out of granite here. And most people come here to get their granite. So if you don't know the story behind the Georgia Guidestones, back in the 80s, might have been my birth year, 1984. <laughs> this mysterious guy came into town in Elberton, Georgia, and said that he represented this secret group. And he said that I represent this group of traditional Christians, and this is what we believe. And so I'm their representative. I'm here to pay you, whoever the person is he went to that owned the Granite Company at the time. I'm here to pay you this money to erect this monument. And this is what I wanted to say. I wanted to be in five, six, seven different languages. And it was more so like some people call it like the like the Ten Commandments, right? They had all these like rules of things that you should do in order to survive the apocalypse, right? So anyway, you can go on my Instagram, look at the picture. You can Google it if you want to. I had a really good picture up close and personal. And then also there was, it's, it's like a modern day Stonehenge, so to speak. Um, there's a little hole that's in the middle of all of the stones. And when the sunlight shines through it, it's like a calendar. Like it'll tell you what day of the year it is based off the position of the sun. So it was a good thing to see and to experience. And, you know, the main, I think the first quote unquote commandment or rule they had was that the population should be kept at 500 million people or less. Right. So that is probably the biggest thing that a lot of people felt like was satanic or evil or it's population control. Um, and I had a conversation with another lady through, <laughs> through Instagram posts because she posted about the Georgia Guidestones um, and uh, people were posting their opinions about how they feel about it. You know, they're glad that somebody blew it up. Yeah, somebody literally put dynamite to the thing at like 4 a.m. in the morning on July 6th and blew the shit up, right? So it was halfway blown up. So eventually the city had to make a decision because it's, you know, a hazard now because it's halfway hanging, halfway blown up to just go ahead and tear the whole thing down for safety purposes. So, of course, I was upset when I found out about that. But... A lot of people feel like it's evil, it's satanic, it's population control, you know, it's the new world order trying to control us. And so for me, I was commenting like, I don't necessarily think that was the case. Because again, I don't have any eerie feelings there. I didn't feel like it was evil intent. Honestly, the whole thing is that the Georgia Guidestones are supposed to be a guide for this world post-apocalypse right so when people say post-apocalypse that means that maybe they know something we don't know like maybe there's some shit coming that we don't know about or that's about to happen and so if this reset is going to happen because let's just be real mother nature controls herself and when things get out of order she likes to put things back in order whether it be hurricanes volcanoes earthquakes like some of this shit i mean it can't be controlled which is another story when it comes to weather control. I won't go into that, but mother nature is going to self-correct herself at some point. She's already started. And so we don't know how severe this is going to be. So maybe this is something that they're privy to. Maybe they see an apocalypse coming or, you know, some type of destruction. So that's how I took the message. The message is basically saying like after the apocalypse, because there's going to be one, 
that in order to maintain balance on this earth, because Mother Nature is out of balance right now, this earth is out of balance, that these are some guidelines that you should consider following, right? It doesn't mean that we're going to kill everybody off to make sure that the population is 500 million or less. I don't I don't believe that that's what it, the intent was at all. If we have apocalypse and all these damn people die, let's be mindful about how we're repopulating the earth, right? I think some people, it's just like with the, with the abortion law, y'all. I'm going to talk about that a little bit too. Um, that... I think a lot of people are not cognizant of what they're doing. Like, for instance, there's some of us who can't have kids. And so we're trying to adopt or do IVF or we're lucky if we get one or twins or whatever the case may be. And then there's other people out here who are just out of control. Right. People who getting pregnant left and right. Um, living off the government. They just don't really give a shit. I got 10 kids, baby daddies and all this other shit. Right. So there are people out here who are just populating for no reason. They can't take care of their children. You know, we're taxpayers end up taking care of the kids and which obviously is not the best because being in the system here in America is not the best. So now we have kids who become adults who have mental health issues and traumas and it's just a bad scenario, right? So there needs to be some balance there. And I think that was the main thing the Guidestones are trying to say is like, let's just be mindful. If we have to regulate how many kids we're having, like, it's not saying that you have to have under a certain amount or over a certain amount, but if you're going to be having a lot of kids or whatever you're going to be doing with your life and your body, just be mindful, right? Let's make sure that I can take care of my kids if I'm going to have all 10 of them, right? We know Nick Cannon has about 12 and maybe one on the way or two or whatever. I don't know. I can't keep count anymore, (laughs) but he says he takes care of all his kids. Now he has a whole other issue going on with him of why he keeps having all these kids and all these baby mamas that's another story but is he taking care of them yeah he is you know in africa their culture is to have many wives they have many wives they have many kids but again their culture is you have as many wives and as many kids as you can financially take care of so again being mindful if we're going to be populating this earth or if there's going to be a popu- uh, an apocalypse, we need to be mindful. We need to be mindful of the population because the Earth's resources, a lot of her resources are limited and we're not using them very wisely. So if we're littering and there was another thing they said on there about useless politicians, which I highly agree with. <laughs> if we could be really for the people, by the people, this would be the best country ever. But let's just be real right now. That is not the case. But I do believe that a lot of the in the rules and inscriptions that were on the Georgia Guidestones are helpful. Being mindful of the population, you know, basically uh, making sure you take care of yourself, making sure you take care of your family, you know, getting the middleman out of the picture, you know, and not being such a world where we rely on so much money. Maybe even going back to a bartering system, you know, these things may be coming into play here soon i don't know you know um supposedly we're going into a recession so people get ready to prepare for that if jobs are going to be laid off and people are going to not be able to pay bills and things like that you need to have a skill or a trade that you can barter you know something so anyway if we're going to have this apocalypse or even if we're just having a recession you know they say the recession this next one is going to be worse than the great depression 
Um, one of the intuitive psychics I follow, she says that, that this is the message she keeps getting is that we're about to have a recession. It's going to be worse than the Great Depression. So I guess we'll see how it all plays out. But just being mindful and taking care of yourself of how you're going to continue on in this world. Right. So I am sad that the Georgia guys' sons are down. But my thing is, I want to see this secret group. You know, again, this was back in the 80s when this happened. It was an older gentleman. Um, He used a pseudonym name, a pseudonym. Um, So he didn't use his real name and the person he told his real name to and all this other stuff. um, I think the guy was a banker and he just recently passed maybe two or three years ago and he was like 88 or 89 years old. And he said that he was going to hide this man's identity until the day he died because he made him that promise. So whatever this traditional Christian group is that felt like they needed to put this monument up. Why in Elberton, Georgia? (laughs) You know, um, I wonder, is it going to get rebuilt? Does this, whatever this society is or this group of people, is this going to get rebuilt? Now, I know that I think it's the mayor of of Elberton or whoever said that they possibly are going to rebuild it anyway, just because it's it was a monument for their city. You know, it brought people from all over the world to visit these Georgia Guidestones. Like whether you believe in it or not, his biggest thing was like, this is a pillar of our community. Like this is what people come to see here. And now someone has vandalized it and it's not here. So he may be thinking about rebuilding it, but I'm really anxious to see if another secret person's going to come out and be like, here's some more money. And I need you to rebuild these damn guidestones and I need you to do better security. You know, this group may still be around or they may not be. But I'm interested to see how all that's going to turn out. So I have my pictures of the guidestones. But again, they are officially gone because someone blew them up. But again, time will tell on how all of this is going to play out. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. I feel like, you know, between riots and shootings, mass shootings, like there's just a lot of crazy shit going on. And sometimes it does really take a toll on me um, and my mental health as well. So, again, just doing the best that you can. Keep yourself around your family, people who you care about and who care about you, who have your best interests at heart. And just do your best to keep your vibes up. It's not going to be easy all the time. I know because I'm in it, too. You know, especially for us who are light workers, we're helping others, but we also have to learn to take care and help ourselves. Speaking of taking care of yourself or taking care of myself. Yeah, I got sick about two and a half, three weeks ago now. Seems like a blur in time, but it wasn't when I was going through it, y'all. So I thought that I had the flu, which I still don't know exactly. Maybe it was COVID. Maybe it wasn't. Um, It started with my dad yeah that was last month because it was back in may started with my dad getting sick you know and i'm like oh he's got the flu i already know he said he had some chills and he wasn't he didn't have a really bad cough he had a little cough but again all the symptoms he had were indicative of the flu so i'm like oh he's got the flu because he don't be protecting himself and doing what he need to do blah 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 right And so my niece, who was two years old, when she came to stay with us for a few days, 
she had a runny nose and her eye was she had a, her right eye was a little runny and so i just kept thinking this was allergies but most of the time with allergies you have both eyes running right you don't just have one and little kids always get sick because they go to school they're just exposed to so much and they bring the shit home right this is why i try to be mindful when i'm around her but obviously when you have a little kid and they're loving all on you you're gonna get exposed so my dad got sick first i don't know if the baby had it originally or not and then, you know, <clears throat> my mom says her throat's starting to get a little scratchy, you know, or sore. And then I started getting a sore throat. And then my sister starts getting a sore throat. And we're like, what the hell is going on? So we're thinking it's just like sinuses or something and that we're all just going to be able to get over it. Well, my dad, I don't think he ever got a fever, but he was sick in bed. He had to take, you know, Advocate and sinus, ibuprofen, you know, drink lots of fluids, just just felt fucking miserable and had coughing 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 right then my mom she starts feeling like shit <laughs> she's like at work saying i'm cold i'm cold i gotta go outside she takes a nap in the car y'all it's like 85 degrees outside and she was like it just felt so good so i had to take a nap and then she came home got into bed she was sick for a few days i went back to atlanta with my sister um and my niece ended up staying up here for a few days and then next thing i know here comes me having the symptoms. I've got chills. I'm cold. Um, I never did really get a fever, but it just felt like the flu. And I felt like shit. Like I couldn't push through. I couldn't. I just had to rest and sleep, take medications. And I took a COVID test. I took an at-home COVID test and it said negative, right? So I'm like, okay, well, it's not COVID. So I'm good. We go visit my aunt's house. This was before I had left. And I told her... <laughs> We all have sore throats. Everybody's not feeling well. Blah, 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 right? She works in healthcare. Both of my aunts do, actually. They were both there. They both work in healthcare. One's a nurse, one's x-ray. So she's like, oh, okay, well, maybe y'all just got a sore throat. Maybe you just got the flu. I took a COVID test, and it was negative. So I'm thinking, hey, it just must be the flu, and we all got to get through it. My sister gets her sore throat. She never gets the fever, the chills, all that stuff, the body aches. She just has the throat issue. She has a really high immune system. So she's always been like that. So yeah, I hate her for that shit. But she never really gets sick. Um, And then for the July weekend, right before my niece, she comes down with whatever we think this is, the flu and whatnot. Then my aunts call us and tell us they don't feel well. They have to stay home from work and call out. And so my aunt, who's a nurse, she went to work and uh, tested. She was going back to work, even though she wasn't feeling well, because every time she tested, it was negative. Well, finally, I think the third time she tested and she was feeling better. You know, she was like, well, I'm on the up and up now. The third or fourth time that she tested, her test came back positive for COVID. And she was like, how is this possible? I have been taking tests like every time I go to work because we have to test in. And they've been negative. And then here I am now feeling well and I'm still testing positive. I'm testing positive now. Like, what the, what the hell? How does this shit happen? My aunt, who's the x-ray tech, she never tested positive. She tested negative, I think, once or twice. And then she went back to work in like three days. And they didn't test her again when she went back to work. So part of me is like, okay, either we had a new strain of COVID that clearly these tests these at-home tests can't detect until late or these tests are faulty, which a lot of people believe that these, these tests are faulty. You know, at the end of the day, I think that whoever let COVID out of Pandora's box, it didn't work out the way they thought. 
Now we have all these variants and all this other stuff going on. Now, I will say that with me being not vaccinated or unvaccinated, um, I was able to do a lot of health care at home and get through it. So whatever variant or whatever this was, whether it was the flu or COVID, I was able to get through it. Did I feel like shit for a whole week? Yeah, I did. But I made sure that I got all my fruits and vegetables and now I'm doing ginger shots. I'm doing that shit every day um, to keep my immunity up, you know, and to be sure that I'm still wearing my mask and things like that. I still believe that you should wear your mask. You know, it's your personal choice. But after being sick the way I was, girl, I am putting my mask back on because I do not want to be sick again. I'm good. Public places around people and really around my family. If they say they're having symptoms or coughing or sneezing, I'm I'm like, I'm going to need you to put a mask on. okay? because that's usually where you get it from. You get it from home. Um, So I'm glad to be back feeling 100 percent and ready to. Figure out what this next chapter is in my life. Um, I'm going to be launching my yoga app here soon, next month, officially, officially next month. So I'm ready to get some things moving. And I just felt like whatever this sickness was, it really it took me out for a little while. Now, again, I didn't have the chest pains and all that crazy stuff that a lot of people had with COVID. Again, maybe this was the flu. Maybe it was some other variant. Um, I did have a cough, but after I started taking those ginger shots, honey, it just knocked that shit right out. So I am happy about that. So just be mindful. Take care of yourself. There is um, a lot of stuff still going around. And I think the other thing, too, is that energetically, if you're not taking care of yourself, of your aura, of your energy, that you become susceptible you know, to these sicknesses and these illnesses and things like that. So not only do you have to take care of yourself on a physical level, but you also have to take care of yourself on a spiritual and mental level because that's going to keep your energy up and it's going to keep your aura high vibe so that these low vibe viruses and energies can't get into your system. So be mindful of that. Take care of yourself. Um, You know, I think that's part of why I got sick is because I've been going through it over here, y'all. I've been going through it. I've been under a little bit of stress, doing my best to maintain. And let's just be real. We're all human. So there's going to be times where we're going to have stress. And sometimes it gets the best of us. Sometimes there's not enough essential oils or sage or healthy food that's going to keep all this shit at bay. Right. We have to do the best we can. But sometimes it just it just takes a toll and then you just have to rest and learn how to recover. So one thing I can say is that. Being more so living a holistic lifestyle that if I had not been, I think that my sickness would have been like 10 times worse. And I think a a lot of people, why they get COVID or why they get sick um, or why they catch the flu. And it's like horrible because, again, a lot of people who have pre-existing conditions or if they're just not healthy people in general, then, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder for them to recover. So I am thankful and I am blessed that. I eat mostly plant-based and I try to get all my health foods in and taking these ginger shots and turmeric and all this good stuff. I'm glad that I'm able to do that because if we hadn't been, we probably wouldn't have recovered as quick. You know, some people have been out of it for a hot minute and I still think I'm having a few side effects. <laughs> um, one of the crazy side effects, of course, I started looking this stuff up. So that's why I'm like, maybe it was COVID was like itchy hands palms and feet i mean my hands probably 
maybe four or five days after I fully recovered or felt like I had recovered from whatever this was, my hands started itching. And my mom calls me and tells me she's itching too. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This can't be allergies. Is it the water we all took? You know, we all live in the same town. We take showers. So is the water not good? And I thought about it. I looked up the damn COVID symptoms and yeah, itchy palms or inflamed hands or, you know, breaking out in rashes. It was a damn side effect y'all what the hell is going on here so again i gotta be real careful and take care of myself because i don't want whatever the hell that shit was again and that just that just makes no sense to me so that's my rant for this episode i'm sad to see the georgia guidestones go but it's just showing me that it's a sign of the times and that people are rebelling against all kind of things whether i think it's good or not there's riots there's people rebelling there's trump people biden people uh us people who don't believe in none of them (laughs) so there's just a lot there's a lot going on in the world and so this just is a sign of the times and we just have to do the best we can so hope you enjoyed this episode hope you learned something from it i hope you are going to be mindful and take care of yourself you can hit me up on instagram as at spiritual shit podcast or you can follow me on my other page which is at yoga with regis check me out i'm going to be launching my yoga app here soon i'm going to be doing a lot of holistic health stuff as well So it's not going to just be yoga, but I will have courses and things in there that will be for members only. And it's $35 a month to join. Um, I will be doing the official launch next month, August 2022. If you are not on my email list, you need to get on my email list. I will post a link in the show notes. You can also go to any of the links in my bio to join the email list so that you can stay up to date of when I'm going to be launching this app. I'm going to be doing a lot more stuff there. So stay tuned for that. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes, subscribe and leave me a five star review. Don't forget to sign up for your free Millennial Life Crisis Guide at bit.ly forward slash free crisis guide. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram for more spiritual inspo at spiritual shit podcast.